Hello and welcome to 10 Minutes On, From Social Action to Social Justice, a podcast from the Joint Public Issues Team. My name's Simeon Mitchell, I'm the JPIT Team Leader, and I'm joined today by Steve Tinning, who is a good colleague and the Public Issues Enabler for Baptists Together. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is Challenge Poverty Week in England and Wales, um, and today we're going to be exploring together why we think it's important not only to help support those who are experiencing poverty practically, but be part of challenging the injustices that cause poverty. Steve, we're meeting in the midst of an economic and a political crisis, which has somewhat diverted attention from the the crisis that many people are facing because of rising living costs. A report that uh, that JPIP put out a few weeks ago calculated that the average family of four receiving universal credit would soon need an additional £1,391 over the next six months just to stay warm and fed. So they'll be over £200 short a month at present. Today, even the news was reporting that um, more and more people are going hungry today than were even in the heights of the COVID uh, lockdowns. Um, One in four families with children experiencing food insecurity in September. And we know that many people will be aware of those needs and will be thinking about how they can help those facing hardship in their communities this autumn and this winter. In your role, you're in touch with a a lot of churches around the country. How are congregations and community groups responding to this crisis? Uh, Yeah, thanks, Simeon, for that stark reminder of what we're all facing. If those statistics, if that fact doesn't stir your heart, then you need to examine what what we're taking in because it's it's a desperate time it's extraordinary times people are facing real challenges and and it's not just around mortgages and debt but like you say it's those having to make immediate choices around heating or eating and uh and that needs to be of, of deep concern to us and our churches and many churches in fairness to them are really trying to rally around this it's not like churches aren't impacted by this the energy bills that many of our churches are facing are really uh, impacting what they are able to provide and what they're able to do. So we don't want to take any of that for granted, but but so many of them are trying to reach beyond that and find solutions beyond that to to reach out to their community and to those uh, in greatest need. And uh, whether that's through, you know, the food banks that many of them are already um, already providing, perhaps expanding uh, what they do their hours or expanding the kind of goods and services that they provide through their food banks or particularly opening their doors uh, as places of, of a warm welcome. We're hearing a lot of, of people wanting to do that in their churches as well. Mm. People are wanting to uh, open kind of warm hubs or warm spaces. Where where can churches get support around that? I mean, there are lots of ideas. It doesn't take much of a good... I, the one place I guess it would be it would be good to give a, a bit of a plug to is, is warmwelcome.uk, which is a, a collaboration of, of a number of different uh, Christian faith um, denominations and, and movements who are just putting some parameters and some helpful advice around what churches might do in order to avoid... Uh, stigma of those that might become guests but they're essentially they're just inviting churches to open up their places for slightly longer hours than perhaps they would before and the provisos are that they're warm they're welcoming and that they're free um, but it's a wonderful way to sign your church up if you're wanting to do something of that nature because there'll be resources uh, and, and ideas and, and community to share as as different churches go uh, go about 
that kind of provision. It's warmwelcome.uk. It is a really um, good initiative and uh, lots of helpful resources there. And I saw there's also a way that once you sign up, you can find out how else locally might be doing, thinking of doing the same sort of thing. So you can um, exactly. probably kind of uh, match up with them and try and make sure you're not duplicating provision, but making the most yeah. of, of what you've got to offer locally. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of councils are doing that anyway, and, and churches are know each other locally well. But if they're not, it's important that you're not overlapping and that you're um planning that in the most helpful way for your local community yeah mm. so these kind of charitable initiatives are obviously really good and really vital um because of the needs that we've we've already looked at but we shouldn't mistake them for for um acts of justice should we no i i guess you know charity acts of charity or acts of social action and acts of towards social justice are related but they're also really distinct you know many churches see their food bank or their debt center or their drop-in for those currently experiencing homelessness as their justice ministries but I think I'd just question whether somebody who has to resort to receiving food parcels from a local church or charity is really experiencing justice in the biblical sense is you know is, is someone who can't heat their homes or feed their families experiencing justice simply because a church can open up their doors for a few extra hours a week I I think biblical justice is tied to treating people equitably, ensuring people's rights, including their their, their basic human needs, are realised and met. And critically, that all this achieved in right relationship and in community. It's community is central to the realisation of of justice. I it's, it's really I don't mean to I don't mean to make it sound like those um, acts of charity are. are, are uh, are insufficient that they're, they're, they're important mm. they're vital for people's immediate needs and i'm really thrilled that churches are stepping into the gap where that gap is and where it's needed that's the sort of matthew 25 calling on god's people to feed the hungry and welcome the stranger but it isn't justice it's the downstream of desmond tutu's upstream analogy you know he mm. said that there's a it's... point where we need to stop just pulling people out of the river we need to go upstream find out what they're falling in so it's it's both and those things have yeah, to work why, collaboratively why is there together. That? Why, why is there that gap? Why is there that shortage of provision and, and, um, lack in people's lives, uh, yeah. uh in, in the support that's offered from, from wider society? Why? So how do we, how do we stop, uh, institutions like warm banks becoming normalized? And we've seen in the last decade or so that food banks have now become essential to many people's survival. And I don't think that's, uh, part of a vision for, for a, for a socially just society. How do we stop warm banks going the same way? Yeah, a lot of these charities that that start with this social action, this charitable imperative at, the, at their core at the beginning are now moving into movements of social justice and they are mm. making calls on power to establish a society that that doesn't uh, that uh, that provides for the for the basic needs of people so that gap isn't isn't there and i think that that's true for churches we it's hard isn't it there are reasons why that we we find it easier to act in social actions rather than social justice because it's it's relatively easy to open up your 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 property your buildings to 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 warmth it's relatively easy to inspire people to give food so that you can give it out to those in need but it feels like a daunting task to organize yourself with others to speak into places of power and see the national economy <laughs> handled in such a mm. way 
that that takes away the need for all of these things but but i i, I you know it's it's in it's through the whole of scripture that god's hope for people is a just place not just a place that is 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 acting charitably and i i, I refer to sort of the exodus that god provides the manna for his people through the wilderness but ultimately the desire is for a land flowing with milk and honey and 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 we do need to provide manna we do need to allow god to use us to provide what is needed but ultimately there there is a promised land that is waiting for us and it's and it's up to us to to uh, ensure that the voice of well quite frankly the voice of god is heard in places of power that demands better for his society mm. and and group of churches and church leaders and and other other faith and charity leaders have been coming together over the last few months to try and speak into that situation and have been involved in advocacy which jape it's been very much part of both yeah. in producing the sort of data which which is the basis for um arguing that more support is needed and for speaking into those public debates about about how how we share our public goods um and i know that many people um, might be interested in how they can join in with those kind of um those advocacy initiatives and those campaigns yeah yeah and and what better place to do it than in than in your food bank or in your warm welcome center to you know to empower those that are experiencing the worst aspects of injustice to say to them you know we'd we'd really love to help think through what can be done about this beyond our food bank and our warm welcome center like i said earlier biblical justice um, requires a commitment to right relationships and community and wouldn't it be incredible to see those spaces being opened up? Yes, but actually that people can then enter a movement that are using JPIP resources and other resources that are out there to speak to MPs, to speak to the places of power, to share their stories and ultimately see things done that will that will prevent this from getting worse. And, you know, in the fullness of time, take away the need for warm welcome centres and, and food banks. Yeah, we can absolutely um, pray and act towards that day, can't we? Um, yeah. The theme of Challenge Poverty Week this year is, is living, not just existing, dignity for all. And, and I, I guess that really um, reflects that uh, um, that vision um, that, that yeah. uh, places like warm banks and um, and food hubs, food banks might become places where people are enabled to participate, to work alongside one another, um, to advocate um, for dignity and respect and for justice. Steve, thanks very much for um, joining us today. If people would like to learn more about what the Joint Public Issues team is doing around this area, do go to our website at jpit.uk. That's jpit.uk. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, do share it around with others and subscribe to get future episodes automatically. Thanks very much again to Steve and uh, thank you for listening. God bless you. Bye.